Back in 2015, Ross Smith found himself with a unique problem. He felt that his city council, the governing body in his town, was illegally withholding information not just from him, but also from the other residents of Lincoln City, a small town on the northern Oregon coast. Ross brought his concerns to the attention of the Lincoln City Council. He also requested some Lincoln City records that he believed were supposed to be available to the public. According to Ross, the city repeatedly refused his requests and later began ignoring him altogether. And that's when Ross decided to commit legal side. Welcome to Legal Side, a podcast about people navigating the legal system all by their lonesome. I'm your host, Jeff Jones, and this is our first episode. Mr. Smith goes to Lincoln City. I should tell you that Ross is no stranger to city council meetings. Unlike you or me, he goes to most of them. There's also good evidence that Ross is a thorn in the city's side. A local newspaper recently referred to Ross as, and I quote, a transparency advocate. He even had a website, which he said was, and I quote, dedicated to informing Lincoln City citizens about issues involving local politics and the actions of their elected bodies, including the Planning Commission and City Council, end quote. Ross's service to the citizens of Lincoln City doesn't stop there. He spends hours and hours each month compiling data, creating graphs, and flowcharts of the City Council's activities and comparing them to the activities of city councils in other Oregon cities. He even submits written testimony to the council in hopes that they'll take his data and ideas into consideration when they're making decisions. Essentially, Ross is trying to prove to the city council that they're wasting money. Like I said, a thorn. What you're about to hear in this episode all started because Ross, unsurprisingly, wanted some information from the city council. But there's a backstory. There is always a backstory. Some time ago, you decided to sue the city of Lincoln City. Can you tell me why? Well, I saw them going after the mayor with both, both barrels, and I thought, how else to fight these guys but to fight them in court? You know? uh, why do you care about the mayor? Well, he's a friend. I helped him get elected. I was uh, instrumental in his campaign. I did fundraising and, you know, set up, helped his website and stuff. And I just felt like, you know, this guy needs some support. He's, he's there by himself. Everybody else is out to get him. They got rid of the one counselor that somewhat supported him. And I just felt like he was, you know, he needs support. And the city wasn't going to support him. His own attorney was out, out to get him. So who else? So who, who specifically is out to get the mayor? I think the whole council. I mean, if you... The whole city council? Yeah. And the city attorney and the chief of police. I mean, everybody's out to get him. Why are they, why are they out to get him? What has he done? That's a good question. I think because he is somewhat of a disrupting influence. He's not one of the guys that just goes along with what everybody else wants. He ran on a campaign of property rights. Property rights. Lincoln City is big for a coastal city, around 8,500 people. But it's small as far as cities go. And it's on the Pacific Ocean. And like most coastal towns, local business and employment depend on tourism. And right now, the citizens of Lincoln City are fighting over vacation rentals. Vacation rentals are great for tourism, and they're also great for the people who own them. But whenever a property owner decides to use property as a vacation rental, 
it ceases to be available for rent to the people who actually live and work there. So this is what Ross is talking about when he says the mayor, his name is Don Williams, by the way, that the mayor is strong on property rights, property rights for owners of vacation rentals, like Ross and Mayor Williams. And this, according to Ross, is why the Lincoln City Council is after the mayor. You heard Ross say that he helped get Mayor Williams elected. Well, he did more than that. In December 2014, after two years of public debate, the Lincoln City Council adopted three new laws regulating vacation rentals. What did Ross do? He helped to get those laws referred to the voters for an up or down vote. In May 2015, two of the three new laws passed by the City Council were voted down. So you see, Ross Smith and Lincoln City have a history. More on that later. When did you file your first lawsuit against the August, city of Lincoln City? August 20th, 2015. And tell me about the nature of your complaints. What did you allege in court? Well, first off was that they held these executive sessions for four plus years without noticing the public. And that's illegal under Oregon law. There's an open meetings law that says that the people have to be informed of both open and closed meetings at least 24 hours before the meeting. Well, these meetings, the public had never been told about. And one of the reporters that sat in through many of those meetings says that not only do they talk about the stuff on the agenda, but they talk about all kinds of stuff that's not on the agenda, which is also not legal. So, you know, I, I found out about that when I did a, a public records request, and they sent me all these agendas that they had used internally, but they never let the public know. They never actually produced the agendas for their meetings to the citizens of Lincoln City? Well, they did years ago. I found, I did a Google search through archive.org or whatever that website is that archives the whole internet. And 10 years ago, they had published the meetings of, of the agendas of the private executive sessions. But around July 2011, or maybe before that, up until June 2015, not one agenda had been published. What is executive session? It's, there's a, all meetings have to be public in Oregon, except for if... For city government or local government. Any public body that has a quorum of people deliberating on a decision, they have to do it in public and they have to let people know. There's a limited set of things they can talk about in private, um, litigation, labor stuff, um, you know, just there's like in the uh, law, there's probably 20 different things they can talk about. And they have to let people know in a general sense, you know, we're talking about this lawsuit or we're talking about this labor dispute or hiring this city manager. Um, those kinds of things have to happen in private or can be allowed to happen in private, but they have to record it. They have to allow the press in the meeting and they can't make any decisions in the meeting. After the meeting, they have to then meet in public and basically just, you know, publicly vote on what they tentatively discussed or decided on in the private meeting. Now I gotta ask you, supposing all this is true, why do you care? Well, some of those executive sessions were about going after the mayor. So it was patently legal that they were going after him in the executive session when they, that should be about public process. To go after the mayor, if there's something that you're finding the mayor's doing wrong, that absolutely should be in the public. You shouldn't be having secret 
This isn't the gulag. We're not in Russia where you have secret meetings. They have like eight secret meetings. Well, somebody needs to stand up for the public. Otherwise, the government <laughs> just takes over and just does everything. This last question got Ross heated. He went on to explain that he cares because somebody needs to stand up to the government. That if nobody does anything, the government takes over and does whatever it wants and walks all over everybody. This went on for a while, but I got anxious to ask him about his lawsuits. Tell me about your complaint. Well, it's a lot of paragraphs. What do you allege in it? Well, uh, there's been three or four versions. I'll tell you what the latest version says, is that um, they illegally held a meeting to deny me a records request. They illegally went after the mayor in these secret meetings that were improperly noticed or not noticed. Um, they, you know, did the... Not only the ethics complaint was illegal, but the, the civil investigation of the mayor was illegal. And I, I, I'm alleging that the secret criminal investigation was also illegal. That was never authorized by counsel. And there's some other things in there. I don't want to laundry list you. Speaking as a lawyer and a law professor, when I heard that Ross had drafted his own complaint, I just thought this is going to be, frankly, a piece of garbage. It's not. It's actually a work of art. You would think a lawyer had written this document. It would be something I would be proud to have submitted. And so, you're not a lawyer. How did you learn how to draft a complaint? Well, I basically used Google, Google Scholar, to find similar complaints on the area of law that I needed to look at. So, Oregon Public Meetings Law 192-640 and so on. And I just cut and pasted to start, but then I flushed it out with the details of my complaint. I actually shopped around to find a lawyer who'd be willing to take over the case. I thought I would file the complaint, you know, hit the statute, you know, get inside the statute of limitations and then find somebody else to take over the reins. But after talking to a few lawyers, I realized that, hey, I can pretty much do it myself. And, you know, I've been running ever since and it seems to be working okay. Brianna one beforehand. So have you already appeared in court? Yeah, I appeared once in the first case and once in the second case. How did you prepare? Uh, well, I, you know, took and printed out all my filings and all the relative law so I could look it up when I was in the court and not have to, like, look it up on the computer. Um, I listened to some cases. I sat in on some, you know, hearings to see what, how the banner went and uh, just kind of winged it. I, when I appeared in front of the first judge, I started out saying, uh, you know, it's my first time appearing in front of a judge and, you know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer and this is my first pleading. And he interrupted me right away and said, sir, I've read your pleadings. You have nothing to apologize for. Let's move on. The city of Lincoln City must have a lawyer, even if you don't. They do. They hired a pretty well-respected 30-year lawyer out of Eugene, uh, Jen Schmidt, with harangue. Are you intimidated by him? He's a great lawyer, and I'm very intimidated, but he's also been very fair. He hasn't, I don't feel he's used the law against me. He's been very fair in the way he's, he's dealt with me. Has he tried to help? He's not helped, but he's explained things that he probably wouldn't need to, just to, I think, I think he's a little trepidatious because he's dealing with a pro se plaintiff, and so he doesn't want to, he doesn't want the court to seem like he's taking advantage of me. So I think he's being extra careful in, in his handling me or dealing with me. Since you filed your lawsuit, you shared with me that you got wind that you might be under criminal investigation. I, I found a document that said that the city attorney was alleging that the mayor and I were criminals and had uh, drafted charges that he submitted to the Department of Justice. 
So I asked the Department of Justice for records regarding that claim. They said that those records were exempt because there was an active and ongoing investigation. For about a year, they kept saying they couldn't release the records. Then in October of 2016, they finally released a single page that basically indicated that the investigation had been concluded with no charges filed. It was uh, uh, closed for lack of evidence. How did you feel when you learned uh, that you were under criminal investigation? I couldn't believe the charges that were leveled against me. They charged me with coercion, which is a five-year, $100,000 felony, uh, impersonation, uh, stalking, solicitation, and the unauthorized practice of the law. The last one I can kind of get, because I am, you know, going at this myself, the other charges seem completely made up and just an attempt to harass and intimidate. Whoa, 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 whoa. A second ago, we were dealing with two very straightforward legal questions. Whether or not the Lincoln City Council followed Oregon law with respect to public records and public meetings. How did we get to let's send Ross to jail? I did some digging on this one. About one month after Ross filed his first lawsuit in August 2015, the Lincoln City attorney, a guy named Richard Apicello, contacted the Criminal Justice Division of the Oregon Department of Justice and asked that Ross be investigated. I'm looking at a letter dated September 28, 2016. It's from the Criminal Justice Division of the DOJ. The letter is addressed to the Lincoln County District Attorney. Here's what the letter says. In early October 2015, the Lincoln City Attorney, Richard Apicello, requested that the Criminal Justice Division investigate various criminal allegations against Ross Smith. I won't bore you with the rest of the details, but here's the important part. The letter ends with this. Based on our review of these allegations and our investigation, we have determined that there is an insufficient factual basis to pursue criminal charges against Ross Smith in this matter. Still, Lincoln City's playing hardball. Most people have some beef with government, and they either do nothing about it or they just feel like they're too busy. You take on the city, and then you find yourself under criminal investigation. Didn't you say to yourself at that point, I, I, I got to stop this? Well, when I first found out, I was literally in tears, and I called the mayor and I said, I've got to drop this. I've got to let this go, because it's just, you know, it could ruin me. It could ruin my life with my wife and... You know, just to be put in jail for any length of time would be, you know, completely life-shattering. Um, since then, I think I've gathered my wits a bit, and I'm, I'm ready to keep going. Who referred you to the DOJ for investigation? Uh, Lincoln City, City Attorney Richard Apicello, I believe. But the Chief of Police was also invited to those meetings. Apparently, those two had visited the Department of Justice in Salem, uh, once in September and again, I think, in December. Did you ever speak to Mr. Apicello about the criminal investigation? I emailed him, but he was refused, he refused to give me any information. He basically said, I'm, I don't have to answer your questions. A little bit ago, you mentioned that you tried to settle with the city. What was your settlement offer? Uh, back in October, I said, um, well, in September of 2016, they basically extracted a confession out of the mayor where he said, I may have broken the, the rules of counsel. And I, I think he, he did that just to put it to bed, that he didn't want to keep having these secret meetings and hiring all these attorneys at the taxpayer expense. 
So he just basically volunteered that. Um, I would like to, the city to make the same apology to not only the mayor and the citizens of Lincoln City, I'd like them now to apologize to me for all the crazy stuff that they've engaged in towards me personally. So let me get this straight. You're suing the city, and all they have to do to make it go away is say they're sorry, we may have done some things wrong, we promise to be better in the future. Well, I'm not asking them to admit fault. I'm asking them to, in the same way that they asked the mayor to say he might have made a mistake, I'd like them to do the same thing. Um, I'd like to be reimbursed for costs and maybe a small amount of money to rebate me for pain and suffering for all the anguish they put me through, yes. So the city is in a position to put this thing to bed. Why do you think they're still fighting? Good question. I, I think it might be pride or, you know, maybe they, they feel that politically it's to their advantage to just drag it on as long as possible and, you know, hope that I go away. Um, maybe they feel that po apologizing would, you know, make them all look bad. Or I really don't know. You'd have to ask them. I thought about it, but I don't want to. Because legal side isn't about litigating cases over the air. It's about telling the stories of people who either choose, but most of whom are forced to navigate the legal system without the benefit of a lawyer. This is Ross's story. If you could do this all over again, would you do it? Probably not. Is there anything else that you'd like us to know about your story? Oh. I'm, I'm proud that I was able to stand up for the mayor and, and to stand up for the citizens. And I encourage others to, you know, speak truth to power when you're, you find yourself in the situation that I'm in. But I would also say, you know, find an attorney if it's all possible. <laughs> the, the guy who represents himself as a fool for a client. And many attorneys have told me that. As of today, December 7th, 2017, Ross is still duking it out with the city of Lincoln City. The cases are Ross Smith versus the city of Lincoln City. Stay tuned for updates on the cases. You know, litigation is really expensive. This made me wonder how much money the city of Lincoln City has to fight Ross. I looked up Lincoln City's fiscal year 2017-2018 budget. The city attorney's budget for this year is only $255,000. $323. That's $255,323. Makes you wonder, is Ross Smith really worth it? Thank you for listening to the first episode of Legal Side, a podcast dedicated to people navigating the legal system all by their lonesome. I'm your host, Jeff Jones. See you next time.